Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into the show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Happy Black History Month, Girl Goodnight Gang. All month long, we will be sharing Black history facts on our Facebook and Instagram stories, so tap in. Tonight, we'll be reading Blackberry, written by author Camille. To hear more about author Camille, check out Blackberry Part 1. And don't forget to connect with her with all of her social media links in the episode description. The Alphabet Club. The place where alphas come to place bets and club. It's the ultimate player's paradise featuring 26 exotic dancers named for each letter of the alphabet. Welcome to the stage, Blackberry. She treats the pole like a long-lost lover, and she's more than satisfied with the results. The money is good, and life is great. Is it any wonder that she's shocked to find her regular gold card is seeking more? But is she ready for that? And more importantly, is he? Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. Stage three. After breakfast, as we prepare to part ways, I get a text from Felix asking me to stop by his office. I say goodbye to Nougat and hurry down the hall to the offices. Tam, Felix's assistant, gives me her normal dry greeting as she types away on her computer. It's never stopped me before. Hey, Miss Tam. I give her a huge smile. How are you? I stand near her desk, but don't lean against it. She doesn't like anybody touching her shit. Her brass nameplate reads, Tam Jernigan, the real boss. EFG got it for her last Christmas. She may not be much of a people person, but she's indispensable to them. I'm well, and you, Blackberry? I'm good. I just had breakfast with Nougat in the restaurant. Pancakes, my favorite. She spares me a glance, and her expression tells me she couldn't care less. What can I do for you? I got a text from Felix to stop by. Is he in? Frowning, she snatches up her phone and punches a button. I guess Felix forgot to ask his mom if I could come over and play. You wanted to see Blackberry? Because I don't have anything down here for her on the calendar. Listening for a moment, she lets out a huff and then nods to me. Go on in. 
Felix's office is just like him, all male. It's dark and expensive, designed and decorated with stylish elegance and smells of his pricey cologne. It's mostly mahogany, accented with glass and gold. His large desk sits in the middle of the floor. Behind him is a long credenza that reaches from one wall to the other and reaches almost to the top of the 10-foot ceiling. It's filled with books, plaques, and other awards. Across from him are a couple of Queen Anne high-back chairs with black cushions, and off to the side is an L-shaped sofa and fully stocked bar with three bar stools. There's a door to the right that goes to his private half-bath, and another door on the other side that opens to his closet. I only know what's behind the closed doors because of nougat. He finishes his call with Tam and then motions to a chair across from him. Please have a seat. I absolutely adore EFG. It's been my experience that every time I tell someone I'm an exotic dancer, they instantly have predisposed notions about me and my place of business. They imagine sweaty half-naked girls sliding around a stage with men crowded at the bottom flinging dollars at them or sticking them in G-strings. Private lap dances in the audience, the poignant stench of cigars, liquor, and badussy, breast ass and pussy, thick in the air. Because of this, a lot of men automatically lower their opinion of me. Most of them label me easy and accustomed to being treated any kind of way. With Elijah, Felix, and Gideon, it's exactly the opposite. They value all the dancers they employ. We are treated like princesses. The ABC is like our castle, and they make damn sure that the men who come in are on their best Prince Charming behavior. The fact that a whole floor of this building is just for us to live on is the biggest testament to that. When EFG speaks to us, they treat us like we are equals. I admire and respect them for that. I take the offered seat and lean back in the comfortable chair. Thanks. How are you? Felix doesn't ask, how are you doing? Like the customary greeting. He is genuinely concerned and wants to know how I am. I know this because the first time he met with me and asked, I responded with fine, and he quickly told me that wasn't an answer. Since then, I've opened up to him with any worries and concerns I've had which are usually few and far between. He has an open-door policy with all of his employees. Despite Tam's calendar, anyone can drop in at any time if they have a problem, need answers, or just want to get something off their chest. I'm doing okay. I give him the rundown of Breakfast with Nougat and tell him how excited I am that Mandy is going to be Amaretto since he encourages the dancers to get to know each other. He's also thrilled about Mandy, and I'm sure he's relieved not to have to go through the long, drawn-out interview process to find a new dancer. Last year, we lost a girl, and it took him almost six months to replace her. Elijah told me you had a flat the other day, and you got it patched, but he still thinks you need new tires on the back. I nod. He told me. I have a guy coming to get Ikako's car to change the oil. Do you want me to have him take care of the tires for you? No thanks. I really don't want to waste the money if I'm only driving from here to the mall. I have all my groceries and most of my personal products delivered. He gives me a patient expression like an adult about to explain something simple to a child. Come on, Barry. You know that can be dangerous. What if you have an emergency and need to leave suddenly? 
you, Gideon, or Elijah would take me or get someone else to, I smirk as he laughs loudly. He knows I'm right. They are all overprotective. Touche. Still, leave me your keys and I'll have it done anyway. My treat. They really do spoil us. Thanks. I take my keys out of my sling purse and put them on the desk. As much as I would love to argue with him that I can afford it, that I don't need him to take care of it for me, and that it really is a waste of money, I know that in the end, he will win, and I'll turn over the keys anyway. Been there, done that. You had a gold card last night, right? The doctor again? How did that go? He puts down his pen and leans back in his chair, assessing me. It went good. He's a nice guy. I shrug like it's no biggie, despite the hard thump of my heart at the thought of our sexy scene. Felix continues to analyze me as he rubs a finger against his thin mustache. That was seven sessions in three months. Do you think he's getting attached? Tricky, tricky, tricky. One wrong word and Felix will cut the doctor off and not give a fuck how good he is or how much he's worth. The ABC is renowned. Men travel internationally to come here. I don't think so. He's never made me feel uncomfortable. After a while, he nods and then turns to look at his computer screen. Well, the reason I wanted to see you is you're due for your annual physical. Looks like it's been 10 months since you had the last one. Ugh. I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I hate going to the doctor. Are you sure? I give him my best smile. Feels like I just went. Inside joke. (laughs) Thankfully, Felix doesn't know that I've been playing doctor patient for months. Seriously, do you want me to get Tam to schedule an appointment for you? He offers. No thanks, I'll take care of it. Today. He says in his bullshit rejecting tone, make the appointment today and text me after. This is his way of making sure I don't try to bullshit him. I get the feeling he knows that I don't want to do this. Maybe it's the tension in my shoulders at imagining the inconvenience of an exam done when I get one regularly. I toy with the idea of telling Felix, but then decide against it. Will do, boss. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Just be sure to let Marquise know if you need to rearrange your schedule for the appointment. Sure thing. Stage four. It takes me a month to get in to see Dr. Joe Silva. I decided to see a doctor in Little Rock. The ABC's no-name policy could potentially have me in a waiting room to see my Dr. Gold card, so it was better to see someone in another city, and Little Rock is only about an hour away. According to the picture and information on the Baptist Medical website, he's a Caucasian man in his early 30s who has been with the clinic for a little over a year. His credentials all have him previously working in Virginia. Perfect. He's from out of town. He shouldn't know me. The staff at the women's health clinics on Baptist Drive are open and friendly, and the space is warm and inviting. In no time at all, my insurance is ran, my lab work is complete, and I'm in an exam room. 
The nurses check my vitals and I'm dressed in a pink paper gown, sitting on a real examination table, waiting for Dr. Silva to arrive. I take a selfie and text it to Nougat and tell her this is going to be my outfit during the next sit. Jaslyn? The nurse who just left returns suddenly with a sympathetic look on her face. Oh no. Surely they didn't find anything wrong with the pee sample and the little blood I gave them. I haven't been in here long enough for bad news. Yes? My voice comes out shaking with nerves. See, this is why I hate going to the doctor. Dr. Silva was called away to the hospital to perform an emergency C-section. Is it okay if his partner, Dr. Yeldud, sees you? Shit, I'm butt naked, wrapped in a paper towel, and now they want to know if it's okay? Most of my workup is done. All that's left is the one part I really don't need or want. The feeling, looking, cookie check exam. The truth is, if I leave here, the chances of me coming back are very slim. Yes, that's fine. May as well get this over with and be done for another year. I chew my bottom lip as I sit swinging my legs while I wait for Dr. Yelda to arrive. I stare at the posters on the wall depicting how to do your own breast exams, baby sizes from conception to birth, and what signs to look for that you might be pregnant. There's also some very gross stuff in there showing internal organs. Jaslyn Phillips. Dr. Yeldeb walks in looking at an iPad as he pushes the door closed behind him. My lungs lock up. I can't breathe. I'm in shock. I open my mouth and a squeak comes out. That gets his attention and he finally looks up. When our eyes connect, his widen. He quickly looks back at the iPad. You're Jaslyn Phillips, he says in disbelief. My name on his tongue is like a caress and it slides across my body. My nipples pebble and I clench my thighs. Neither of us know what to do. We're frozen in time. The only sounds are coming from the hallway and the clock ticking the seconds away on the wall. Finally, he clears his throat and pulls up his rolling stool. He sits down, wiping a hand over his face and then continues to stare at me. I'm not sure I've blinked since he walked into the room. I'm sorry, he says, shaking his head with a chuckle. I'm just surprised. I clear my throat, managing to tear my gaze away from his. Yeah, me too. I pull the thin paper gown together where it's tied in front of me and cross my arms. Did you know... Don't finish that sentence, I frown at him. Of course not. I would never have come here if I had known this is where you worked. Do you know what I did to avoid this exact situation? I purposely chose a doctor outside of Hot Springs. I looked online and found a white doctor. You know what? I make a move to get off the table, but he's faster than I am and moves to stand in front of me. I'm sorry, he says quietly. Please. I shouldn't have insinuated that you might have known. It was wrong of me. He's standing so close that I'm drunk on his wonderful scent. I remain seated, looking up into his beautiful eyes and wishing he would kiss me, but knowing he won't. Would you like to reschedule? 
I'll talk to the receptionist and make sure you get worked in with Dr. Silva as soon as possible. I think it over. But does it matter at this point? So much for no names. He's Dr. Kent Yeldud, according to his name tag, and he knows I'm Jaslyn Phillips. As shaken as he is, I'm sure this is going to be my last time seeing him. I laugh sadly and shake my head, breaking eye contact. No, I don't think there's much of a reason to now, I shrug. It's funny that I would probably be more comfortable if you did my exam. He smiles, and I want to believe that part of him understands. Okay, he takes a step back and nods to himself. Okay, then I guess we're doing this. I feel a little tingle. This is a real appointment. This is not playtime. I chat myself quickly. Okay, I agree. He puts the iPad down on the computer and washes his hands. Then he takes his stethoscope from around his neck. Over the next few minutes, he listens to my lungs, checks my throat and ears before asking me to lay back for the breast exam. His fingers shake slightly as he unties the top of my gown and pulls it away from my breasts. Sweat appears on his forehead and he hesitates before clearing his throat. His hand is warm when he reaches out and gently squeezes one. I look at the wall, the poster of the breast exam, the equipment on the counter, the cabinets, everything to keep from watching his hands on my skin. I'm trying so hard to see him as Dr. Yeldud and not Dr. Goldcard. He works here. This is his business. The last thing he needs is me moaning and getting off while he's trying to work. Knowing all of this doesn't stop me from getting wet, though. I can feel my juices running between my ass cheeks. This is so much hotter than anything we've ever done at the ABC. Just as I start to wonder if he's lingering on purpose, he gives my nipple a twisting pinch and pulls away slowly. His eyes are unreadable, but damn if that didn't feel good. Fuck my life. Now I'm trying not to pant. It's going to be hard enough to have a real exam with no extra play as it is, and he's teasing me. But that was most certainly him making the first move. Moving to the edge of the bed, he pulls out the stirrups and I shudder. Oh my God, can I do this? Put your feet in the stirrups and slide down to the end of the table. His voice is hoarse as he pushes up my gown slowly. His hands running down the top of my thighs, he looks between my legs. Fuck, you're so wet, he groans and closes his eyes. He holds his head back and takes a few calming deep breaths. When he looks at me, he doesn't say anything for a while. He doesn't have to. We just stare at each other and struggle. You're my deepest fantasy come true. His voice is a whisper. He turns away guiltily and pulls out some gloves, preparing to put them on. No gloves, please, I say, and his head snaps around toward me. His eyes stretch wide in shock, and I grin mischievously at him. The latex, I'm not sure how my body will react to it. I'm lying, and he knows it. He's always used latex gloves during our playtime, and I've never had a reaction to them. 
Jaslyn. My name comes out a plea, and I lick my lips, clenching my hands at my sides. I'm glad to see I'm affecting him the same way he does me. He glances at the door. I'm trying so hard to be professional here, he whispers. Thank you, Dr. Yeldud. I appreciate that. But the gloves, I don't want to have a reaction to them. He looks back between my legs and then up at me, coming to a decision. I see the change come over him. Dr. Goldcard has entered the building. You're right. We wouldn't want that. He sits on his stool again and pulls over a bright overhead light. Behind him are several instruments for my exam on a small rolling cart, which he pulls up next to him. Perfect little pussy. I hear him mumble, and then I gasp when I feel his breath against my skin. The next thing I feel is not his fingers, it's his tongue. He takes one long, firm lick from my ass straight up to my clit and flicks his tongue. My heart seizes in my chest. You taste so fucking good, better than I imagined. I slap both of my hands over my mouth when he does it again. This time, pausing long enough to suck my clit between his lips. He moans and my legs tremble as I feel naked fingers slide inside me. Gripping the table, I whisper, but yes, and move my hips a little. He stands up and pushes the stool away. Leaning over me with one hand braced on the side of the table, he locks eyes with me and starts to finger me hard and fast. Not that slow burn shit he does at the ABC. No, this man has fire blazing in his eyes and he's enjoying this. He looks at my naked breasts that are rocking from his thrusts. He sucks his bottom lip between his teeth. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. He keeps me on the edge. You are fucking perfect, he mumbles. Do you want to come for me, Jaslyn? I'm panting as quietly as possible. My head nods. I want you to come all over my fingers. I want to feel that pretty pussy spasm. I slap my hands back over my mouth. His hand caresses my cheek. But you have to be quiet for me, okay? I nod again. Speech is beyond me. You ready, baby? Oh, fuck. This man. Mm-hmm. Good girl, he whispers, dragging his hand down my neck and across my breast where he squeezes. Very good girl. His fingers pick up speed and my eyes roll in the back of my head as he moves away. I only have a second to brace myself before he sucks my clit into his mouth and curls his fingers. Lightning flashes, thunder rolls, the earth quakes, and I have the best orgasm of my life. You are lying, Nougat shouts. Shh, not so damn loud, I whisper, frowning. I grab her arm and drag her to the side of the hallway leading to the stage in the gentleman's club. She just came off and I'm going on next. She puts her head near mine and lowers her voice. Your Dr. Goldcard is who you had the appointment with yesterday? Seriously? After all the time we spent trying to find someone who wasn't him? 
she cackles with one hand over her mouth. That is fucking hilarious. What the fuck happened? What did you do? Details, bitch. Spill all that good tea and stop holding the damn pie. What do you think I did? I laid back and let him play in this pussy. Bitch, you are so nasty. Y'all had playtime in the damn doctor's office? Her eyes are bucked in disbelief. Mm-hmm, and it was good, too. Elijah is motioning for me to get on stage. We'll talk later. I gotta go. The entire time I'm on stage moving my body, my mind is completely checked out, overflowing with questions. Is he here tonight? Will I ever see him again? What do I say if he shows up? I want to convince myself that I won't be disappointed if he's not out there watching me because the truth is, things got deep and I can't blame him if he's not. Besides, I just saw him yesterday. Even if he was coming back, it probably wouldn't be this soon. I just need to chill out and focus on getting this money. When my set is over, I exit the stage in a daze. Elijah is waiting for me and it takes me a minute to realize that he's offered his arm to me. I take it, and even though I smile at him, he frowns slightly. You're quiet, he says. A chuckle works his way up from deep inside me. I must be bad off if Elijah is talking and I'm not. Sorry, Big E, how was your day? He grunts, and I laugh even harder. He surprises me by joining in. When we get to my dressing room door and go through our routine, he pulls out a gold card and I gasp. He's back, is all Elijah says, giving me a knowing look. One hour and I'll be back for you. He turns and walks away while I stand there staring at the card in my hand. He's back. When the door to my Dr. Gold Card's hotel room closes behind me, his eyes roam over me slowly from my eyes down and back again. I wait for him to ask me how I'm feeling, but he just stands there. Quiet, unmoving, staring. Oh no. Please don't let him be one of those people who feels like they need to break things off in person. I would have been happy with him just ghosting me. Before I can stop myself, I start to fidget. Kent walks over to me. And my stomach knots and my heartbeat picks up and my legs tremble and my palms sweat and the blood is pounding in my ears and I can't hear anything and I wish he would just speak to me before I pass out in the floor. I'm mid-panic and I can't even wrap my mind around calming down. I know there's a trick to get self-control, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. I'm gonna fucking hyperventilate. He stands over me, looking down at my lips. Now I'm frowning because he doesn't look like a man who wants to tell me that he's going to start giving his gold card to someone up. He kisses me and my mind shuts down. And oh, can this man kiss? His lips brush against mine softly and I immediately open my mouth for more and he gives it. His kiss turns brutal and demanding. Holding the back of my head with one hand, his other grabs my ass and pulls us flush together. He slants his mouth to the side and makes love to mine. Plunging in his tongue, I answer with my own. The slip and slide of our mouths is addictive, sensual, erotic. I'm going to come. 
We pull apart for a few short breaths and he sucks my bottom lip into his mouth and licks it before starting all over again. How are you feeling? He asks the next time we pull away. I take a few deep breaths and loosen my hands from where they are clenching his dress shirt. I, I'm ha- having some p- pain in my l- lower abdomen. I'm not lying this time. My core is clenched tight. His lips raise sexily to one side. I have something for that. Yes, please. This time, when he kisses me, he reaches down and grabs my ass in both hands, picking me up and carrying me over to the bed. My legs immediately wrap around him, and I lock my feet behind him. Coming down on top of me, he props himself on one elbow and looks in my eyes. I've never wanted a woman the way I want you. He's rocking against me slightly as if he can't help himself. Oh shit. My entire body shivers as he nibbles my jaw and neck. Then have me. I don't need to tell him twice. Kent reaches down and slips his hand under my sundress as he makes a trail of wet kisses down to my breast. Biting my nipple through my sundress and bra, I feel his fingers edging my panties aside. He groans and looks back up at me. I love how fucking wet you get for me. He kisses me deeply as his fingers graze my folds. You're so fucking perfect. One long finger slips inside me and I moan, rocking against him, needing more. I'm so turned on, my hands hold the back of his head, move down his neck and grip his shoulders. He finger fucks me slowly, moving in and out at a different angle every time driving me higher and higher. He pulls away suddenly and lifts me up. I slide down the front of his body and stand in front of him. Take your dress off, baby. I pull it over my head and let it fall to the floor as he pulls down my panties. Bra too, he mumbles, kissing my belly button. I release the clasp in the front and he takes first one nipple in his mouth and then the other, licking them and sucking on them until they're so sensitive I'm delirious. My entire body is an incinerator. This man knows every button to push and every knob to twist on my body. Lay back and let me taste that pussy. I lay back and watch as he undresses quickly. When he pulls down his boxers, my mouth goes dry and I don't even realize I'm humming until he grins at me. You like this dick, baby? Yes. I drag the word out, reaching up to pinch and play with my nipples. His dick is long and thick, and it crooks a little to the left. He strokes himself as he looks at me. I know he wants to taste me, but I have to try this anaconda now. I slide off the bed to my knees and lick the pre-cum oozing out of his bulbous head. He's salty and sweet. I moan happily and lick up and down his length noisily, wetting him up. Then I take his head in my mouth and suck hard, releasing it with a pop. Fuck, baby, he groans, holding his head back while caressing my face and feeding me his dick. 
I open my mouth wide and relax my throat, taking everything I can. Damn. His head snaps forward as I twist my head to the left and right, using both of my hands to stroke him. I take him even deeper and run my tongue under the backside of his dick. Pulling him out, I suck on one ball and then the other and lick the skin underneath, my hands continuously jacking him slowly. Fuck, baby, get up. He pulls away from me suddenly and presses me back against the bed. A quick kiss on my lips and he's kneeling between my legs, French kissing my pussy, tonguing me and sucking my clit. He adds two fingers and curls them without warning. I come so hard, I don't even realize that he slipped on a condom until he groans in my ear. Put me inside you. I reach down and milk his dick a few times, rub the head of it against my clit as we stare eye to eye. When I position him against my opening, he shifts in slowly, rocking his hips as he gives me more and more with each thrust. We continue to stare at each other until he's so deep inside me, my eyes flutter closed. You feel so damn good. Your pussy is so tight. He kisses me again and puts one of his arms under my leg. Lifting it up, he grinds against me so that he's hitting my G-spot with every stroke. I can't catch my breath. I'm moaning like a porn star gyrating against him as he drives into me long and hard, picking up the pace and then slowing down and then starting all over, dragging out our pleasure. Look at me, baby. I want to see your eyes when you come on my dick. That's all it takes. I open my eyes and come apart, shaking and shivering like an epileptic. He grabs my other leg and pushes them both back. His hands hold my hips pinning into the bed as he grunts and growls, plunging into me hard and fast. I have another orgasm before the first one fades, and then he jerks, wrapping his arm around me, holding me close as he comes hard. Stage 6 I sleep through breakfast the next morning and wake up around noon. Leaving Kent's room was hard. He's not my man. He's not my boyfriend. I chanted it mentally to myself the entire time he asked me to stay the night. He knows the rules, and he knows that it's not allowed. It was bad enough we made Elijah wait 10 minutes while I hurried to get dressed. And he knows. I know he knows. And he knows that I know he knows. I could tell by the way his eyes raked over me and the little grunt he made. I was so embarrassed I didn't know what to do. I'm sure he could smell the sex on me since there was no time to shower. I practically drug him down the hall to the elevator in a hurry to get back to my suite. As soon as I closed the door behind him, I jumped in the shower where I stood for the longest time trying to figure out how I let myself fall for a client. Sure, I was attracted to him the first time I met him. The majority of the gold cards I get are good looking, wealthy men, so it's not hard to be attracted to them. But this is different from the others. He's different from the others. There's just something about him that gets my juices flowing. This is much more than mere attraction. This is something deeper and that frightens me. My phone rings and I roll over with a groan. My heart skips a beat at the thought of it being Kent, but I already know it's not because he doesn't have my number. Besides, who am I kidding? I can't have this man. And who says that he even wants me that way? 
For all I know, he's just looking for a sexy stripper to finger and bang every now and then. Nougat's smiling face flashes across my screen and I hit the talk button. Wake up, bitch. I want to know all the steamy, sexy, dirty, nasty, freaky deaky details from last night and from the doctor's office. Don't think I've forgotten because I haven't. How did you even know he was here? I asked laughing. Are you serious right now? Do you not know who I am? I'm Nougat the News. Remember that. I swear you must have spies all over this building. I struggle to sit up and prop my back against my pillows. I have that morning after good sex soreness. A good agent never tells. Now, enough about all that. Tell me about this man who had you skipping out on breakfast with me. We didn't have plans this... Yes, the hell we did. I texted you while you were at your doctor's appointment. I feel bad now. Aw, shit, friend. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, I don't want to talk about pancakes. I want to talk about hotcakes. She says the word in a nasty moan. You are so dirty. Yeah, just like you. Just like you. Spill it, Barry. She demands and then drops her tone. Did y'all do it? Yes, I squeal and we laugh. I knew it. When you didn't show, I said, this bitch is sleeping off some O's. You hung over from the dick. I laugh until my stomach hurts. Nunu, I say suddenly seriously. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Tears sting the back of my throat. I know. What are you going to do? I don't know. We spend hours on the phone running through all the what ifs and come up with nothing. The truth remains the truth. I'm an exotic dancer who fell for a VIP member of the club where I work and this situation is going nowhere. If I'm lucky, he'll never come back and I'll be able to move on. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.